0: In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. One hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the
1: World Series. Tech, and a going at it. Roberts is going.
0: is throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just deep my heart and... and... Called the Yankees, my daddy. Welcome to another edition of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's Mr. John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. On the agenda today, uh, the awful state of the Yankees, the questionable slash struggling awful state of the Red Sox pitching. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about for more than a minute, hopefully, right? Right. <laughs> I think that would be nice. And then we're going to transition the Red Sox pitching into this whole conversation about spin rate and cheating and the impact on baseball that everybody is talking about. We'll sort of break it down for you and John will give you his take and I'll give you mine and we'll move on from there. But I even though I, got, I got,
1: And we also we're going to talk about an internet sensation. Hopefully an internet sensation.
0: What's oh Pitcher for the Reds. Oh, that signing that you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. showed we'll me. About yeah, IMT. we'll talk about that too. But let's start with the Yankees, um and again depending on when you listen, uh you, you know, I think that it's time you know, hovering right around five hundred. There are stars it's amazing play be- sometimes and don't play other times and they're boring and they're not that good. And at what point is there accountability either on the roster In the manager's office or in the front office?
1: I mean, there should be accountability right now. It's amazing that... I would say, I mean, unfortunately, it's probably going to come down on Boone's shoulders, I would think. Unfortunately, because he's he's the face that's out there all the time talking in the post game and spewing out the same crap over and over and over again. Oh, I think we had some, you know, good good grinded out some good at bats here. I you know I think we're showing some more progress here, but there's never any it, there's never. Well, any we progress. could
0: have won a couple of those games. Right, we could have won a couple of those games.
1: It's just it's just bad. And now the reporters are kind of t- you know turning on him, and he's you know what, what they asked last night. Are you getting the other night? They said, uh, are you getting uh, used to losing? in the dugout and you know basically said you know get out of here with that you know well it's a, it is kind of a it's, crappy it's question it's a bad question but you know what it is at this point is frustration you know because the reporters are covering a crappy team right you well know? and as much as like you gotta be non-biased as a reporter you still gotta be part of that and you gotta ride that the whole season so you don't wanna sit there with a crappy team you so, know what
0: I mean so it's frustration all around so in basketball and hockey when players tune out the manager or the coach the team can implode in football. If the coach is organized and everyone's got their self-interested heart, the coach sometimes doesn't matter as much, right? The coach can make a huge difference, I but feel you
1: like just... it's more compartmentalized so, in football,
0: right? So my question to you is about baseball. Like, I'm not saying they tune, they tune him out. I'm not. I don't know. But say if they did, does that matter? Does that make a material? Has uh, that have a material impact on what goes on? If they quit on the manager? I
1: mean, I don't think they're quitting on the manager. But, yes, it does, if if that's what happens. I don't think they're quitting on him. I just don't – the team is just so blah, dude. If you just look at him, like, there's nobody other than, like, Aaron Judge. And he's – I mean, he's having a okay well, year. And, but, but if it, you put his numbers up on some of these other guys – like, the guy they there they're talking about trading, Kendall Marte, right?
0: He His numbers are better than Judge. Right. Well, Judge, my thing with Judge, if he, if he played – More games, his numbers would be better. I mean, he just doesn't play. He he takes a game off here and there because of this tightness or back spasms. I mean, he's so big and strong that he's just so fragile. And go back to your question, right? So, so they're
1: thirty three and thirty two, or hovering around five hundred, right? Hovering around five hundred, and you look at a team like the Diamondbacks, who all they do is lose, right? Right. All they do is lose, but it's the Yankees, right? If you put most, most in baseball, especially in that division, you'd be happy to be in that that position, right? Obviously, you want to be in first place. You don't want to be because they're quote almost unquote digits at, out. at
0: hovering on five hundred. They're quote unquote competitive, right? right. In, okay. in the
1: general scheme of Major League Baseball, absolutely. But in the AL East, obviously not. But it's not such a big deal if you're a crappy team, and you've been a crappy team. The Diamondbacks have sucked since two thousand and one, right? When <laughs> they beat the Yankees, right? So nobody cares. The Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins have but, sucked since 2003 when they beat the Yankees. So nobody t- cares.
0: So your point is they're still the envy of half of baseball by being average?
1: It's like you never have them like... Nobody ever wants to stick their neck out and count them out. You read all these things and it's like, oh, well, the power rankings are out and this and that. But no one ever is just going to be like, the Yankees suck. Like, so you, except so you they're think, like devoted fans that are just
0: frustrated. So I'm it. trying to read into what your actual point is. So your point is they may actually be a bad team and it's just taking us a long time to make that call. Right?
1: Because they're supposed. Yeah, everyone thinks they're supposed to be good because you got Garrett Cole, you got Aaron Judge, you got Glaber Torres. who's supposed to be good. You got Fraser, who's supposed to be good, but you also got a 38 year old center fielder playing for a guy who can't stay on a, a field. More than 50, 60 games a year in the last, you know what yeah, I mean? Well, you got, you, and and he, then you got Stanton, who's hurt all the time. So it's like, what we talked about this in the last episode. You can't fix that. If you're not going to be able to fix that, you're going to have to fix something. And that's going to come down to the manager getting fired, I'm yeah. sure.
0: Well, I wonder at what point that does happen. I mean, the team's well, it has batting. has to be the
1: all-star break if they keep, keep falling. Teams batting, like. 230, 230. I mean, they're just, just if they're in the bottom up. of like basically every single offensive category in major so league baseball. So
0: that's not the case for the Red Sox. No. And so they they can hit but what they've all of a sudden can't do is pitch. And but they there was never a, had the staff that you thought would be great. True. That's fact. But the the absolute the statistic there was a, a 6 game stretch In June, where it included that 18-run Toronto game, but there was a six-game stretch where they allowed an average of 8.8 runs a game. Okay, and this... All, and you're right. they 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 maybe were pitching above their weight a little bit, and maybe but that's w- still a lot, regardless. But, right. So the and then people point out now, I don't have facts to back it up, but I'm just saying people point out that right when they started to talk about the crackdown on the foreign substances, supposedly all the locker rooms, you know, got quote unquote clean. And what happens to the Red Sox? their ERA shoots to the moon, and their starters all of a sudden stink. Now, I don't know. that I can't prove this a correlation, uh, but it raises the question in this, this forum here at base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Is that, is that sort of guilt by association? Does that mean you think the Red Sox were doing something untoward more than other teams? Because we both know that a huge percentage of pitchers do something.
1: Yeah. I mean, depending on what you read, they say it's 70-plus. Seven, of starters? 70%. That's so what if they you're say. doing it and
0: but, still stinks, you was really stink. Well, I mean, they,
1: like, I read an article of Martin Perez, was like, you know, I've never used it. You know, I've just, it's just not good location. Well, I mean,. That's the that's that that's better than the Garrett Cole answer. Uh, the Garrett Cole answer was, was awful, awful, right? But no one's even talking about that anymore because the Yankees are awful. Well, it's like that just got but swept nobody, out of the No, rug.
0: it's because he went out and pitched well. He did he, pitch he, good. So, the next I mean, I game. think that that's what quieted people down. Is that and the whole Josh Donaldson thing? He that helped basically it. admitted right. that he does do it, but then he went out. He admitted, and he admitted well. like
1: Mark McGuire admitted to doing right. steroids.
0: Yeah, but he but you know it was obvious that he, he's done it. So seventy
1: percent so or more are doing it. That's what you okay. think,
0: right? Agree Certainly, with that? I don't know if that's the number, but I, I mean, it seems pretty apparent that it's a majority. You talk how about, long do you think this is like, is this, I guess my question is, is this an all of a sudden thing or is it always oh, been the, the case? Oh, love my theory on this. Okay, you're I'd gonna, like to hear You're going to love
1: my theory on this. So, balls have been being doctored forever, right? Right. Somehow, you know, and then you watch the movie Major League with Harris and the Bardall all and yeah. the badge of sale and all this stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? So, that aside, right? My theory where all of this starts again, not to point fingers at the Astros again, yeah, but yeah. Justin Verlander, right? Mm-hmm. Huge resurrection later in his career, turns into a Cy Young pitcher again, cast off basically by Detroit, right? Now, there was Detroit. They weren't great, but they did, they went to the World Series in what, 2012? They had,
0: they had some good runs, yeah. Right.
1: So, all of a sudden, he goes to Houston and. He's good again. Amazing again, right? Amazing for four, four years right now he's hurt but still like all that shadiness right Cole goes to Houston right Jeez. under the tutelage of Verlander my theory is it's Verlander is, has something to a do theory. with it this is a theory but it all comes out of the trash can area down in there you know and it fans out across baseball now I'm just saying is it just the Astros no no but maybe but maybe the way it started to go Roger big Roger Clemens but, took it the needle yep Maybe it was the sticky substance, the the chemists or whatever. These guys got millions of dollars. Yeah. You can't tell me so, they can't sort find some s- nerd
0: to get them something. So it's funny that brings up an even better. Uh, conversation which I, I hadn't heard talked about is that you can't really maybe do steroids the way you used to and maybe this is the steroid, steroid. or this, this this decade or this century or what have you because you need to get an advantage and this is the way to do it and now we're going to detect and root this out and then it's going to be something else because they're always 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 going to look for an edge and the question becomes then do you I used to just make this joke when cocaine was rampant in the NBA why don't you just, or steroids were rampant in in a bunch of sports why don't you just let them do everything Let them do everything. And eventually or, their
1: body will just reject it anyways. I you know? just
0: wonder well my question to you is what do you think you think they should just continue to chase after and be behind what's really happening and trying to figure out how to keep baseball pure. I don't think they would just throw the towel in but what if you just said do anything you can? To get and an let, edge on uh, both sides, and
1: whatever you want to do—steroids, trash a- anything cans, anything you want, you name it. Everything's free game. No,
0: I'm just asking. What do you, What do you do? They so they need to it's be a larger off players. It's a larger th- question of what What do you do? I mean, I guess you got
1: if If you want to get it out of the game and you want to make a consorted effort, and I'm think Major League Baseball at this point has to because it's basically the 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 portrayal of it now is basically Major League Baseball turned a blind eye like the steroids, and now it's just become such a huge situation, they have so to they do something about it. So they knew all the time. It. Right, they have to do something about it. Granted, is it that big of a difference? Probably not, but the thing is, is again, just like technology, science has probably taken it to a level where they can probably get stuff that you can't, A, C, has probably no color, right? right? And then all you need is such a little bit of it that it's not like you're going to go buy it at a store or something. You probably got to have someone make it or whatever, you know what I mean? Or conjure it up. So maybe it's time that they have to get to a point where they say, listen, if we find anything, it's going to be some sort of suspension or whatever, just to say, stop. Cause and, they're going to yeah. go, like you said, they're going to go to the next level, right? Right. So if you don't squash it as much as you can now, what's next, for the sticky substance and do, or and so do, whatever. And
0: do random spot checks and this and that. I guess, but Just then, like the way they used to do drug tests, right. you know, random drug tests now, and Some so people on. will
1: say MLB had the seams higher or whatever, and that helps. Or, you know, now they got to maybe wind the ball seams down lower.
0: Well, that was one of the arguments, I forget who made it, is that they were like, well, Major League Baseball manipulates the ball all the time. To, However they want to. Yeah, and so why why can't players, you know, respond in kind? I, I, I think it's the type of situation where the one thing that's also lost in the conversation is these guys are so good that even something that's just marginally helpful, yeah, can make a huge difference. Huge difference. I mean, because you know, getting a getting more spin and rotation out of the ball, if you're an elite pitcher already throwing ninety five, can be the difference between striking a guy out and that person getting hit or what have you. But well, for it, the average person, exactly. it doesn't do
1: anything for. Her. But it, you make a great point there. You know, a lot of, like, I think Pete Alonso went on record saying, put yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, he's the one who said, it, right. Put whatever you want, right? Because, you, Brian, you and I can't talk about this. We've never stood in there against a guy throwing 97 right. or someone that's gotten a little crazy in the last, last batter before you, right? Now, if you're a professional baseball player, maybe you feel a lot more confident in there knowing that guy's got a little bit more grip on the ball.
0: Oh, you're thinking the spin keeps it from hitting people? Right, maybe. Right, if if
1: a major league baseball player is going to come out and say use whatever you want, there's got to be something there. I right. mean, he can't be the only one thinking that. Now he is the polar bear; he's a little bit different than right. everyone else, but right. still.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because you know, in reading about the spin rate stuff, they say it's helpful if it's really slow or really fast. It's the middle where people get hit hard. I, right. I, I don't understand the physics of it, but I, I, I was stunned. And I don't know if Alex Cora took it from Houston to Boston, and I don't know if any of the Boston pitchers are guilty. I'm just saying that since this whole thing has become a topic, their starters have been awful.
1: The starters haven't been good in the Major League Baseball in general. The the pitching is different across the board. So if
0: you take that advantage away, you already have this huge home-run culture. It takes me back to just let's just... I don't know. I don't know what to do. Maybe you don't have to back the mound up. I don't know.
1: But you also... I mean, you talk about substances on balls, but going back to what I said before. Now, maybe teams like the Red Sox are not using as sophisticated stuff as teams like or players like You know what I mean? Maybe it's not a team. Or maybe the problem
0: was more pervasive on the Red Sox. So when everybody stops, it makes a big. There's all these things. So we'll see how it plays out. Interested in your, you know, any comments from people watching or listening? He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, You wanted to tell the story, and I actually, I I, I have another story that I might want to tack on at the end, depending on time. But uh, tell me the story. So
1: this story is great. So there's a pitcher named Hayden Shenefield. And he was undrafted out of Cal State Northridge.
0: Right. And he was in two seasons
1: in the minors, not minors, independent league.
0: Okay, so he didn't Uh, even go to the organized affiliate. Didn't even go
1: organized. So then he was in the, after COVID, he, in the 2020 season, he went and was still in the independent league pitching for the New Jersey Jackals. And he posted a 1.71 ERA over 11 appearances. So then last month he saw that the director of pitching for the Reds was... Uh, putting something on Reddit saying, ask me anything about pitching, right? So he wrote, heck, why not? And he said, um, uh, why not ask if he take a chance on a 26-year-old undrafted free agent with some pretty good stuff? So one thing leads to another, and he gets some looks at him and sees him pitch, and he signs him.
0: It reminds me like Jim Morris from The Rookie, right? right? He just goes to some random tryout with his three kids and his baby crying and throws 98.
1: Yep. So he gets on a chat with the guy and he gets signed and he's pitching in a uh, low A ball for the Daytona Tortugas and he pitched three and a third scoreless innings the other day and two hits while walking none and striking out four. So
0: why didn't like w- did anything change in his his baseball? Like he wasn't hurt or anything? He just no. got unnoticed? What did he do in his two years in the minors? Nothing. I, I
1: think he was just probably in just the independent league. You know, he was probably just mediocre and overlooked and then when the pandemic hit and all the cutbacks across baseball, scouting goes down yeah. and people aren't traveling and next thing you know, he's just a, he's a statistic going back to work somewhere.
0: All from just going on Reddit and it, throwing it the out The power
1: there. of technology and social media. Shows you it's unbelievable. To, how desperate now, they are for pitching. <laughs> now, think about this. Think about in 1980, when was Rico Bronia? 88, 85, right 86, yep. right? Think about Late Rico Bronya. pandemic hits. Yep. No one even knew who Rico Bronya was, and he was right. one of the best players in the country in 1988, right? right. What happens to him or players unlike him back then? Who didn't Technology. get seen. Yeah, yeah. Technology it's is true. unbelievable. Even 10 years ago.
0: So I, I wanted to quickly, before we say goodbye, I don't know if you saw this This Phillies. This is over a week ago, but it bears, because people should go look the video up in the interview. This uh, rookie for the Phillies, Luke Williams. Uh, so he was in the minors tearing it up at like 340 got invited to play for the national team in the Olympic qualifying did amazing and the Phillies call him up
1: the team that's going to go to the Olympics with Frazier and yeah, Matt yeah. Kemp and uh-huh. those guys yeah yeah and yeah. he played
0: great he played great and then he comes then he gets called up to the Phillies after that uh, qualifying stuff and uh, he's like 24 years old from California kid second baseman you know good size second baseman and hits a walk off his first home run in the majors was it's a walk off and uh and then, and then after the game, he's interviewing with, like, Tom McCarthy and the other guy on, on the TV side, and uh, and they're asking about it. And he's so emotional, and he's just talking about his family's there and all this stuff. And the players keep going. They went over, like, four times and dumped Gatorade on him. Yeah. And it, the, the takeaway was a couple things. And his whole family was there, and mom was crying, and... and the reason why I bring it up is a when you have a twenty four year old kid has been in the big leagues for a week yeah. and you have the players dumping on you four times, it means they like him, yeah, you know, and they want it, and they were happy for right. him, which is like the macho interpretation of that kind of behavior, but it's true. And then when then so he they went through like three or four mics that got ruined when yeah. they dumped it on his head, and then he's like all emotional. He just talked about it, and you realize that. For, some kids have incredible talent and it just carries them. But some some people have great talent and it takes work, but it takes a, like a team, right? right? You need like supportive parents. You need supportive People believe in you. And, yes, and, and, and to believe in you. And, and then he just basically was like, I just want to pay them back for what they did to get me in this position. And I just, I get emotional. You know, we're both dads and sons. And my kid's never going to play in the bigs or whatever. But like, it's just that. Yeah, but maybe he pays you back in a different way. And that reminds me of, uh, like, Brad Pitt and Moneyball. It's like, it's it's hard not to get romantic about baseball yeah. when stuff like that happens. So I encourage everybody to just Google Luke Williams walk-off interview it's and just listen to
1: it. So w- one more quick thing. So you talk about baseball, right? So I've coached a lot of Little League teams. A lot. A lot of Little League teams, right? So, um... My oldest my youngest son is twelve, it's his final year of little league. So he's been on the Angels for the last three years. Now the Angels have going into this year have won six straight championships. And your
0: older son was on the same team? No, he was on the okay. Red Sox. Oh got
1: it. Okay. All right. So that was that was a whole other issue. We can we can, we can go on that okay. another time. So we're going for seven. Seven championships, right? This year, six got leading it. into this year. Um, go thirteen and one this season, we lose to the Red Sox, our <laughs> only loss, right? right? Um go into the playoffs. And we're playing the Braves, and we're losing in the fifth inning, right? And we have a kid on our team. He's a 12-year-old. He's he's not the greatest player, right? right? But he's one of those players in Little League that he's always tries hard and everything. Comes up with the bases loaded in the fifth inning and hits a ball off the top of the fence in left field. Now, it's I mean, it's not a short fence. It's like two over 200.
0: Were you thinking of pinch hitting for him? No, or? no.
1: It was, it was, I'm just saying it's like... You never, it's baseball, so you never know. Anything can happen. Now, that team could have been the worst team in the league and smoked us that game, right? Us being the best team. Now, if you asked me in a million years if that was going to happen that night in that given situation, you said no way. Not a chance. Fast forward two days, fifth inning, bases loaded, same team, championship game, not the playoff game, right? Losing in the fifth inning, same kid comes up, triple. Not off the top of the wall, one hop off the wall. Break it open, we win the game. Now, what are the chances of that happening?
0: Right, and you think about where you were in Little League, like, A, he will never forget that as long never. as he lived. And those are the things that can change the course of, like... Everything. Of Confidence, his, you name it. Yeah, whether he takes it with him in his school, or it just gives him another year or two playing baseball or so whatever. Now, so,
1: so <clears throat> I know this kid. I've had him before, right? And that is the two biggest hits He's ever had life. in his life, right? Ever, and I was coaching third, and just to see the look on his face, yeah, when he got there. To have it happen twice, too, right, right, right. Insane. It's just insane, and it just goes to show you that you know, sports in general, life in general, you just never know, right? But there's something about baseball that it's just woven into the the fabric of society that it's just
0: crazy things happen, man. It's hard not to be romantic about baseball. He's John Senecal and Brian Shackman, and this. His fan Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Share, like, and listen to wherever you're enjoying this podcast. We'll see you next time. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.